It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, And so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show. Booyah! Ring the bell and make it official! We need a kicker again! Yay! Oh, has the, has the bell stopped ringing since last week? Man. Here's what I... So last Man. night, as I'm thinking about this, McNuggets, you don't know because you haven't been a lifelong fan like we have. Without Phil Dawson, we've never had a kicker. Ever. Ever. I think the closest... Does Matt Barr count? No. <laughs> talking about the Reapers. Right, right. Okay, the Reapers. Okay. Like, we might as well go back to leather helmets right. and talk about Lou Groza. <laughs> Nothing. We've never had we've one. We've never had one. And yeah. now, there are reasons for this. Number one, it's tough to kick here. One of the most difficult places to play. However, when you're kicking in no winds and no conditions, and you can't split the uprights on 41, 47 yarders, even his makes were shaky. Yeah. And yeah. What, I, what I came to the agreement of, and we're going to get much deeper into this in just a second. Welcome to the show. Um, he's going to be a kicker in the NFL. I do believe that. Just not here. I, the people I talk to say he's just got way too much talent. It's done here. Ship has sailed. Fan base has completely turned. And when this fan base turns on you, it's a wrap. Am I right, G. Bush? You can't come. No coming back from it. You're, it's it's over. And Done. and we've seen, first of all, the, the Instagram nonsense. We'll talk about well, that, yeah, too. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. That's, a, that's such a bad. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I'm going to hold, I'm gonna hold I all want, my thoughts. I'm going to hold want, all my thoughts. I want movement on this position more for that than anything else. Yeah. You know where I stand on social media used by young players. Earl, behind the glass today. What's up, my man? Behind the glass, all about my lonesomeness. I day, know. Man. Where is everybody? McNuggets is Anthony, here. I, on the production side, my man Steve is over here directing, so I'm not by myself. But yeah, we, but it's just you, just the two of you. Anthony Texas this morning said he scratched his eye. Scratched his eye? Earl, am I lying? That's what the text yeah, said. Hey. You know what scratched his eye? That missed field goal. Yeah, yeah. I bet you it did. Oh, that hurts. She got, remember we used to have to put mittens on babies because they'll scratch themselves? Yeah, you're right, we, with their nails. Yeah, they were like, yo, you have to cut their nails. Yeah, Anthony. We got to put mittens We got to put mittens on you, dog. I mean, he can't spell stuff right already, so it's not even the same yeah. thing with mittens if he's punching away on a keyboard. What is his name? Anthony Cantispelli? Cantispelli. That's so good. Who came up with that? Uh, I think it was somebody YouTube in the members. chat. Yeah, one of our YouTube That's members. It was somebody brilliant. in the chat. Hey, McNuggets was funny. He was like, you know, we got to do better. You know, my man can't go party at night and then show up the next day. He got a scratch cornea. Like, Come they try on, to man. my brother down. All right, well, we'll make do. It's crazy. Just to let everybody watching this show at home, there's five people in the building. 
I mean, in our studio. Yeah. We're in the WKYC yeah. building, but we're in our own studio. We have five people putting a show on. It's That's, nuts. Ain't that crazy? Testament to McNuggets and to Earl and normally to Anthony. Uh, I know he's not here today. He's but working. He sent us some graphics today. He's working he's, from he's home. Oh, oh, listen, McNuggets be having them. They be sending graphics even when they be at home. They be like, oh, yeah. I'm no. off the clock. Hey, no, I need five put graphics. Put a patch on, bro. Make some graphics. <laughs> <laughs> well, his thing was, I can't keep my eye open long enough to drive in. Oh, that's what I was like. You keep your eye open up long enough to make graphics. Fair. I guess. So okay. I was like, all right, you got these 10. There it is. 10 uh, graphics. Lot to get to from yesterday. It wasn't all bad. Um, you know, look, it's a push. Nobody cares about the final score. Nobody cares about the fact that it was a loss other than the fact that there was a kick that could have won it. And that was the way I had actually hoped it would come down to that. And I know you could tell Joe Thomas is rooting for the same thing. We all were. I we wanted to see were. a pressure kick. I got to see two of them. And I got to see two misses. Um, Earl, you got some business to take care of before we really dive in on Cade York. I'm not hearing you, bro. That's Cade York right there. My bad. There you go. You got to hit the button. Yeah, before we get into the cat, I'm missing just like Cade is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on my Cade York this morning. Just don't be posting on Instagram while you're missing. While I'm missing. That'll be all bad, bad man. But listen, while you are on the, are on the internet... Hit up uh, fanatics.com slash UCSS to go get your Cleveland Browns gear before the season starts. We got, what, two or three weeks before the first game of the year. Uh, You know, let's help out each other. You know, use that. Get some Browns gear. uh, Get ready to go. Not sure if you're going to be buying K York jerseys or not. But with that, three for four, Jay. No, no, no. Three for five. No, three for it's four. It's three for five. No. <laughs> I got into this argument with someone it's last night. It's three for five. It's officially three for four. I three for four. If, listen. If he had made the kick and then missed one, we wouldn't say he was four for five. Exactly. The kick didn't count. It didn't count. He missed, he missed two it kicks. With, and we saw it with he our own eyes. He missed two kicks yesterday. But be for damn the, what the box score said. Officially said. speaking, he was sure. three for four. Now, I got to sure. set this up because I know me and you got a lot of similarities. Here, preseason don't matter, but right. for us fanatics, it matters. It's right. You there miss was, one ride to the wide to want, the right, right? Yeah. Philadelphia gets the penalty. You get closer. And then you turn around and miss wide to the left. Can't happen. We talk about preseason football and how 99.5% of it means almost nothing for the regular season. The half percent that does have an impact on week one is the kicker and the punter. That's it. Those yeah. are the two things that are replicable. Who was replicable the guy I said yesterday I was, I, I was interested in watching? Cade York. I want to see Cade right, York. I want to see him under pressure. And I got to tell you, even though he was three for three, and I know you don't get style points, and you, don't, you shouldn't lose points for st- lack of style. His ugly. makes aren't the kind of makes I want. And I noticed something on his second kick, his, his real official miss. Do we have that on tag board? Can we show that? We do. We have the full clip. And actually, I, I want it, the reason I want to show it is I want everybody to pay attention to the flight path of his football. Well, it started right down the middle. Mm-hmm. And it, for some reason, and I don't know, guys, I, I don't know. I don't know where the laces were. I don't know why his balls, after being struck cleanly, are fading. Well, hold on. On the Eagles broadcast, and we do have the clip. It's two minutes long if we want to play it. It's yeah, I think we should. But Ross Tucker, who came on our show two weeks ago, mm-hmm. we like Ross Tucker, was doing color. I'm not sure who the play-by-play guy was. But the play-by-play guy asked Ross Tucker after he missed the second field goal, Ross, you've been calling football games for decades now. Have you ever seen the ball leave a kicker's foot with the same spin that it leaves Cade York's foot with? And it caught Ross off guard. And he goes, uh... You'd have to I'll be just, an expert, though. At that. I'll just say it doesn't look normal. So. Yeah, and you'd have to be an expert to notice anything. Like, because there's the subtleties. Of, 
It'd be like if I showed you a golf swing from Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods and I told you, tell me the strike plate difference. And, and there the is a swings. difference, but I do think there's something to be said about a guy who has seen as much football as Ross Tucker to say, sure. this one doesn't look... Now, Reggie it Miller... It doesn't. Reggie Miller had a weird jump shot. It still yeah. went in. You don't yeah. have to all be the same. But it's certainly, What's to your point, What's weird to me, though, McNuggets, to that point was, it came off, and if we, when, we, when you show it, it looked like it was going to be good. Yeah. And for some reason, At the last when moment. his ball is still apexing, it's not to the top yet, the ball should never move until it gets to the top. Yeah. Typically, a golf swing, well, when you hit a, not a, not a big fade, because the big fade comes off it, wide, because yeah. you're cutting the golf ball. But oftentimes, if you have a less subtle fade, it will apex and then start to move. His ball starts <clears> to move before it apexes, and I don't know what the hell. I don't. We need Phil Dawson is what we need. Can we show the clip? Earl, can we show it? So this is the first miss. This is the full two-minute sequence, by the way, of missing the first one, the penalty, relining up, okay. and the second one. And this is where uh, Ross Tucker said what I just alluded to a second ago. You really thought that when he missed the first one, man, did this guy get a break? Because he's going to make it, and people will ultimately forget. And they'll that he forget the that he missed one. the first. One. But he compounded it because not only did he miss, he missed the other way. He overcompensated. And I'll tell you, <clears throat> on a golf swing, if you have a draw, that's a better miss swing than a fade. Okay, he's got both problems. Typically, he misses right. But I watched, watch the flight path of the ball and where it comes off. This is still the first one. Still oh, this re- is still this the, the replay. Okay. This is the full unedited. This is two minutes from. Oh, I got it. You just put it on there both, full. Both kicks, Okay, yeah. on this one, what, p- take a look at the hash marks and the uprights. That obviously indicates the middle of the field and where the ball, the flight path of the football from the time it comes off its foot to the time it crosses the goalpost. And for some reason, and I, I, I don't know why, and what I, I you know, we, we've gone into the Baroquez numbers with, with kickers. It was I, I don't think it's his fault. This, this kick was on the way. It was aiming just inside the left upright, and it hooked hard. So I don't know. I don't know what the hell the deal I, is. I, uh, but I think it was a major mistake to not bring in competition for him. I, look, I know he, he's, he knows he's fighting for his job. But at the same time, there's no one looking over his shoulder, and that's a bad thing. It, listen, it, when I'm looking at this game, all I could do is imagine this being the AFC Championship game, sure. this being the Super Bowl, this being the, the Ravens, this being the Steelers. And for me, there's a bunch of guys, you know. I, and once By again, the way, the pressure is 100 times more. Thousands more. He, he look, I could look at a person and be like, he wants no parts of this. He, he felt he was nervous. When LeBron, when LeBron yeah. went up to when LeBron came up to Gilbert, hey, don't miss these because if you miss these, it's a wrap. This guy is going to cost you multiple games. And me and McNuggets were talking about it before the uh, before the show. These games are coming down to one, two, three points. These these games are that's coming. That's the NFL. That's the NFL. And if you you're talking about um, whether or not this guy is going to be, uh, you know, can can help you out. I, it's, it's an emphatic no because you don't know. He doesn't even know where the ball is going to me. Right. Like when he's kicking t- right now, it's a mystery. It's it's a mystery. He, yeah. I, you, a kicker has to go up there, trust the process, take a swing like he's going to take a swing any other day, whether it's in the winter, <laughs> whether it's in the fall, whether it's a home or away, and kick and get up there and trust his mechanics. This is a guy who, to me, does does not look like he trusts his mechanics. Or his swing, and he does not know where the ball's going. There's two parts to this. If you cut a kicker, you got to sign a kicker. 
And this is where I get very nervous going into the season so late with this on our plate. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You can make the decision to cut a kicker, but there's, there's more than just the kicker's performance, as I said, that goes into that. Who's replacing him? Who are you bringing in off the street that's better than him? Mm-hmm. And that's where the kicker position becomes such a quandary. Who the hell is it? I mean, there, there are a couple of guys out there that at least their track record would make me feel a lot more comfortable in late-game situations. And they're a one-year bridge. And there's they're, a couple of names. you got Robbie Gould, who was really good last year in San Francisco. The guys that have teams next to them are guys who are currently in camp battles. Gould's the only one that hasn't seen a drop-off. No, and he's Mason all- Crosby is not the same kicker. No. We hear Mason Crosby, we're like, yeah, he's a hell of a kicker. But he's all, I mean, has not been the same Mason Crosby. Gould was very Robbie, good last Robbie year. Robbie Gould is a guy that my eyes light up when I see his Where name. Where Nick Folk at? Well, he, he's in New England, but they just drafted a kicker in the fourth round. So, so one of the two will be available. One of the two, either you'll roll the dice on a second round pick, uh, fourth round pick, excuse me, for the second time in a row. Nick Folk could get cut. Blankenship and Hopkins are both in kicking battles. How many the Chargers, former Browns kickers are in the league right now? A lot. At least three. Gonzalez? Joseph. Joseph. Joseph's the good one. Cyber. Cyber. I'm so, not sure if Cyber's still in the league. but No, he the, was last year. I don't know if he is this year. The, the point here, remains. The, the, re, the reason I bring that up is, and, and I'm not going to use weather or conditions as an excuse for the misses last night. Those were pressure-based. If, if those were practice kicks, he nails them. He, he folded under the pressure of the kick. Yeah. He was thinking about the, the miss. Jay Feely famously once told me as he was explaining to how kickers work mentally. He said, we only think about the process. And you heard last night in the halftime interview, uh, as Bubble was running off the field, I think Aditi interviewed him then. He talked about he's trusting the process. He believes in the process. That's the buzzword for kickers, process. process. Jay told me, when you start thinking of one of these two things, the situation or the result, the process breaks down. Yeah. And what's happening with him, he's thinking about the result. I don't know that he's necessarily thinking about the situation. He may have been last night, but when you're, your mind is focused on one of three things, the process has to be 100% focused. My plant foot, my drive, my, my hips, where am I pointed? All of the things that go into your process. If you're thinking of the situation and you're thinking about the result, the process isn't getting your full focus and it will break down. I, I I watched this. See, this already happened. Like you can tell that it's already starting to have a trickle uh, uh, effect on not only people's confidence, his confidence, but the team's confidence. Yeah. There's a play in the third quarter. It was I think Kellen Mond uh, was in the game, and they had moved the ball down the field a little bit. Um, they were within that 49, 47, 46 range, and it was fourth and four. Kevin Stefanski goes for it. And I'm like, no, I, I tweeted, no Cade York here? Because this well, is. Well, hadn't he already made a couple kicks? He was three for three. 
Already. Oh, so you're saying he didn't want to spoil a perfect I, That's game. exactly yeah. what it okay, was. Because I, I thought that too, but I also thought this. Maybe you want to work on your fourth and short package. I, Maybe with, you do. With your third string quarterback. With, with Kevin, no, I get that. Schwartz, I, 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 yeah, I, yeah. It doesn't make much sense. And so it was in a I'd lot of – test my kicker. A lot of people came with – they said they don't want to mess that up. That tells me – that he's fragile. That tells me his psyche. And they know he's fragile. And they know it. Yeah. So he didn't want to put him in that position to ruin a good day. So and what do we do? Well, hold on. Before we what get, do we do? The one thing that I think we're missing in context with this discussion, we touched on it real quick, but the AFC's loaded, and you look at the history of football dating back to 2003. I got the numbers for you. More games are really close than they are blowouts. Absolutely. Since, since 2000, this is corner sharp football. Since 2003, 497 games have been decided by three points. That's 19% of football games played since 2003. Right. Been decided by field goal. I would or less. No, just the field okay, goal. Okay, because I said I'd have thought it'd be way bigger than oh, that. I'm getting there. 28% have been decided by three points or less. So one, two, three points. That's what I would guess. And 57% of games have been decided by one touchdown. Yes. So over half of your games league. are one-score games. And in this AFC, in this version of the AFC, with as many good teams as we see on paper, in my opinion, there are 10 teams that can compete for a playoff spot this year. You lose one game because a kicker misses two, three kicks or doesn't convert a clutch kick. It's the difference between playoffs and not. Exactly. Or home field and road. Home field and not. Yeah. A division title or not. And this is a year that I think Kevin Stefanski's job is on the line. A lot of guys on this team's lines are on the line. And I can't imagine Kevin Stefanski has an Ivy League education would be willing to bet his future on a fourth round. It's not the first overall pick. This is a fourth yeah. round pick. I just can't imagine he's that. He's such so, a smart guy. I just can't I imagine he would do that. We've all recognized that there's a problem. Yeah. And But if you're going to present a problem, you also at the same time have to present the solution. And that's where I'm stuck. I'm really stuck. I, I don't think this guy can succeed in Cleveland. I think last night... The pendulum swung, and the fan base is done with him. And I've seen this movie before. You have as well. When this fan base has picked apart your carcass and there's nothing left, there's nothing left. And it's time for everybody involved, I think, to move on. Give him a fresh start somewhere else. Send him to a dome team. A dome, you know, I think he'd be, he's going to be a kicker in the NFL. I don't have much doubt about that. He's too talented. I don't think the worm is going to turn here. So, part two of this process is, then who? And if you call up Robbie Gold today and say, we want to bring you in, he's going to laugh. He's going to say, oh, you've already cut your kicker? Because he's not going to come here for a competition. Yeah. He's going to come here for a job. So, you either better be all in on this and make the change before a week three loss on a missed field goal because you don't want to disrupt the regular season. No. Oh, it's coming. You and better if, do it now. And if he, and if he, because then he's going to come in in the middle of the season, have to get you know indoctrinated to the the levels of what your stadium looks like, the win. He has to come in and do it. I would move on now because here's what I want. I want a guy. Who, it's very difficult to get a rookie to come in and put that rookie in a pivotal position on a team that has to win today. Because it, it is, it does not. It, it's almost not. He doesn't even know how to ramp that up. There's a is it worth trading for a kicker? Going to a bad team that has a good kicker yeah. and making a trade? Could yes. You, could you flip? And I, I this who's is the guy in Atlanta? I, I'd be calling him today. The, the Asian guy, Young Huku. I, I, I think Ch- I'd be. Chow, on, is it Kyle Chow or? Cook? I don't know it's how to Cook, pronounce it. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I think he's Korean. Yeah. I would be on the phone with Atlanta right now. 
saying, what are you, what's it going to take? Atlanta's not going anywhere this year, are they? No. Could you flip Josh Dobbs for a kicker? Is there any team that's in need of a backup quarterback? I don't know. I and don't I'm, know just, any, I'm literally spitballing. No, I, 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 I don't, don't think so. And you could get a kicker for a seventh, a sixth, a fifth. Yeah, right? I, I would. I would be on the phone right now talking to a bad team with a good kicker. Like, because I'm telling you, the guys that are on the streets, they're on the streets for a reason, people. There's 32 of these jobs in the world, mm-hmm. and it's not easy. You know, I, I think Bullies even said once. Bull said, you know. It, I'm kind of harsh. I expect them to make every kick. Nobody makes every kick. Nobody ever has. There are going to be misses, but there can't be the kinds of misses that we've seen over and over with him. So you better find one that's out there because if this season is wasted, when you finally have the defensive line figured out, and it looks like you finally have the wide receiver piece figured out, and it looks like you finally have the franchise quarterback, and you've got the the aggressive defensive coordinator – if this season is wasted because of a kicker, yeah. they're going to burn the place down. And it's not just makes and miss. It's the confidence level you have in said kicker when he goes. Justin Tucker misses kicks. Sure. Like everyone misses kicks. It's but you know what? Happen. When he misses, you're shocked. Exactly. Last exactly. night, I was not shocked. Well, that was my question. I expected when, him to miss, especially the second one. The first one. When Cade York walked out there for the first attempt, the 47 yard. I was on the edge of my seat. Did, did you think it was going in? Man, heck's no, it ain't going in. I knew the second one wasn't going there. I don't think he actually drilled any right down the middle. No, no the first I mean, one of them was, you know, yeah. another coat of paint on the goalpost and it might have hit it. You know, it's just I but but guys, we, we present problems, but we gotta answer, we gotta follow that up with solutions. What I, do you I do? would I would look at Because I'm calling Atlanta. I I would I would look at it like this. All right, so what, what's better than Kate York? Well, how many how many kicks he was seventy eight percent, right? Last year, yeah. Okay, I want a kicker that's 85. Yeah, I think that's fair. And I don't want you missing. And by the way, that's probably only two more made field goals. But it might be the two that save your season. And when it comes to extra points, I don't want you really missing none of those. I'll give you one, maybe, extra point. I think he missed one. He, he, he missed, missed two. two. 35 or 37. So, so what I want Which is... pretty damn good. I want, I want a veteran who has made pressure kicks before, a veteran who has played and, and, and has a, a track record of seeing the ball go through the goalpost, and can it give me an upgrade up to about 85%. So that's Robbie Gold. That's there Robbie. it is. And that's, so that's where we're going. We're that's calling the, his agent today and, not all and that, saying, because I guarantee you there are teams that have already contacted Robbie yeah. Gold. He doesn't want to go through camp or whatever the case may be. It's cool. He, is, he will be on a roster on week one. If he's not, then I'm going to be disappointed in the Browns for not making a move to go get Robbie and, Gold. And, and that, by the way, he kicked in Chicago. He can kick in elements. And guess what? It's just money. And, and they have enough, I believe, under the cap to make that happen. Yeah. Hey, why, why are they messing around? Just yeah, do I, it. Yeah. I, you know, think of how differently we would look at Cade York had he not made that field goal last year against Carolina at the buzzer. Well, I don't know where the highlight is. But you look at his season. I don't know where the highlight is outside of that. Even, even yeah. with that kick, the totality of his season was relatively subpar compared to NFL averages. Earl, I know we have that graphic that shows his average from certain distance versus the rest of the league and outside yes. of the – you know, the, the closest distance right there, 20-29. He was below average and by quite a bit in the other three categories. Had it not have been... Thir- see, 75% from 30 yeah. to, to 39 yards? That, yeah, that's McNuggets, unacceptable. I'm telling you, I can find guys off the street that can do that. And, and not had, maybe in game situations, but a 40-yard field goal is not a big deal. No. And had he not made that kick against Carolina... I don't think he gets the pass he had coming into this season of, yeah, he was a rookie. We, we saw some highlights, but he'll get better. Without that Carolina, it would have been a bad rookie year. 
like a legitimately a bad rookie Listen, year. And I'm you can throwing make the Carolina kick bad. in. It was still a bad rookie year. And, and, and that's just the <laughs> I one. Mean, it was still a bad that's year. That's the one highlight that kind of was the redeeming quality in that season. But I don't think that's enough when you have a championship caliber roster. And I truly believe the Cleveland Browns have a championship caliber roster. See, I'm not there yet. Uh, just a roster. Top I to think bottom. they're a playoff roster. Championship caliber means you like them better than or as much as Kansas City, I Buffalo, Cincinnati. On paper, their roster, in my opinion, is in the same conversation as those top teams. Yes. Wow. I do. I, I, I look at it like this, man. You know, I, sometimes it comes down to timing. You know, you could be at a certain point in your life where you're, you're at a, a, a company or you're, you're in a relationship or you're doing something, and you, it's, just, it's just the wrong timing. I can't date somebody who's, who's extremely younger than me, and they still want to go out. At night, I'm not going out nowhere. I got to go to work. Like, yeah, your clubbing days are uh, over. That's done. Like, or I'm not gonna be out here doing a bunch of extra stuff. So I gotta. Yeah, you look nice, but I, I, I just understand that's gonna, it's gonna cause us some, some strife down the road. With K York, the Browns are in a position right now where they can't wait on people. Right. They, if they, they were Atlanta right now, you, you, you could wait. Roll with wait. it. And, and, They've and, got everything but that. And and, and I'll tell you this: it, I'm not just the same way. Just on kicker. I'm at other positions. Jedrick Wills, I can't wait on you. If you and listen, I can't have you giving up sacks. I can't have you jumping off sides. I, you've had four years to prove what you're going to do. So it, it's just not him. It's just it, it's everybody. It's that type of time that you want and understanding the urgency because we've seen it. We sometimes you know when you visualize success, you just know that you're going to make it. And that's what kickers do, by that, the way. Yeah. I'm when I visualize down the road and. It, you can't take him to Arrowhead. No. You can't take you, no. you can't take him to and you know what? a championship game in Baltimore. That bad kicker demon lives. It's, yeah. And, and the question is, when is it going to pop out? It's, it's, if it pops out the first quarter on a missed field goal against a team you're going to win, and it's not a big deal. But as these games get more and more important, and as these opponents get more and more difficult, the pressure on all those kicks go up. And we've clearly seen he cannot wash out the situation. Even he's, not pro- he's not focused on the process fully. He's either thinking about the situation or the result, and that's where the breakdown's yeah. coming. And in. think about it. As a, as a tactician, as a general, as a coach who's calling the plays, there's some times where you have to go in and say, look, we're down this many points. Look, I know we, it's fourth and two. Let's take the points right here. We got a great defense. We can get the ball back again. Now you sitting here thinking, oh my goodness. There is no take the points. There's no, There's no now, now it's like I can't count on you to do that because right. that's supposed to be a layup. Changes the way and, you game plan. And and that's a tough situation, especially when <clears throat> look, I'm even choking. I'm like <laughs> You choked up. <coughs> I can't even breathe. You now. need some Kool-Aid. We we yeah, got we gotta address Kool-Aid. two things in the room though, real quick. The social media post that happened. Yeah, we gotta get to that. We and only then, have five minutes left on the show. And I have a top five on Cade York to end it up. But, but before we do you that You mean at the end of the show? No, or no, the end no of I got topic? things that I'm more confident than Cade York right now. Before oh, we put oh, that on okay, topic. I thought it's on the fly. But the, the social media post I don't think Cade York runs his own social no, media. No, he doesn't. Came out. No. He did not that, make that post that from the sidelines, it, people. That makes it even worse. I agree. That I a agree. paid professional was dumb enough to put that up there. So at halftime, I, I don't know what was said <clears throat> after the game. I have no idea. That guy can't. Or that guy or girl can't have a job this morning. There's no way Cade That's York crazy. made that post. If no. he did, I definitely need him cut He's right gone now. ASAP. <laughs> I, I do. I'm no, sorry, no, Jay's Earl, right. I need Jay's him right. cut right now. Jay's right. 
We have talked about athletes and maturity and social media ad nauseum. I've had these conversations going back 10 years when I was at ESPN and Twitter was just blowing up. I remember Andrew Luck was asked one time, why aren't you on social media? And he kind of laughed at the question. He's like, is that a real question? He had a flip phone. He was the right, that was the right answer. He's like, I'm an NFL quarterback. I need 26 hours in my day to get everything done I need to do. And you're asking me why I'm not on social media? That's a dumb question. So I don't love, I, I understand that this is the generation we're in. Everybody's got to make their brand. I got to be a brand. What's my brand? I got I to gotta get it out there. Nuts. Your brand is unemployment if you're spending too much time doing that and not enough time making kicks. What in, the, and, and to your point, if he hired somebody what? to run his social media, the discussion was never had, look, bro, never tweet anything controversial. The fact that he would have to tell this person, yeah. whatever you do, never tweet during a game. I, I, my mind was blown. So on certain podcasts, and I, I'm drawing a blank on which one in specific I remember, but they have athletes come on and they've asked them, like, what do you do at halftime? Like when you're waiting for your coach to come in. And some have said, uh, you know, I listen to music. or I've heard or, people say, check my feed. And that has been an answer I've heard Rips before. Rips my guts out when I I can't, f- like, I've told, I didn't play a lot when I played in college. Like, sure. I was a bench player for three or four years. If I went in at halftime, and no one was talking about D3 basketball, but had, had I been in a situation where people were, had I gone in at halftime. You'd have lost your scholarship. <laughs> or, hey, OB would have made me run suicide until I threw up, made me clean the throw up, then run again until I threw up again. But, like, what's the benefit? Like, I don't understand what... You know what the benefit what? is? It's the conversation of brand. I got to have a brand. But there's no brand. just reposting something from the Browns. Yeah, but it's just, the, it's just this constant noise that social media is important and that it's a big thing. Um, you're not going to have any followers if you're Cade York, Taco Bell drive through employee. I, ha- I have no issue with athletes getting on Twitter. I actually don't mind them getting back and forth on Twitter. Like, everyone has their right. But during a game, during those three hours, three and a half hours, that has to be completely offline, off limits. I wish more athletes would do this. When the season's on, I go dark. I don't don't have time for this stuff. The LeBron. It's a distraction. I don't care what anybody says. You got Kevin Durant creating a burner account, getting into fights on Twitter with fans. That's a distraction from what your mission is. Your mission's very clear. And in Cade York's case, his mission is simple. He it doesn't gets. have to learn a playbook. He doesn't have to lift weights. He doesn't have to practice four hours a day in the heat. He doesn't have to do anything except put an oblong brown football through two yellow goalposts when his team needs him. That's it. He's got the easiest yeah. job in sports. I'm not saying easiest in terms of skill set. It is difficult. What I'm saying is... You have one job. Kick the football. Make the brown ball go through the yellow things. And anything else that takes up time in your day from you focusing on that is a distraction. And you need to cut out every... Your job's on the line. Your career's on the line. You need to cut out every outside... And and here's the other thing. God, don't look at social media today. Yeah. Do not dive in to (laughs) social media today. Because uh, he'll be 0 for 4 against Kansas City if he late. does that. Too late. Because the, 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 am I right? Yeah. I, I don't look at it much. 
But I saw a lot of people were texting me things that people were saying. Too late. Am it's, I wrong in saying the city wants rough. him gone? No, you're not wrong at all. And it's funny because when we did Behind the Glass last week, I remember telling McNuggets, I said, you know what, for me, you come out here and, and you do something like you did last night, and then you turn around and you repeat that performance in week three of the preseason against Kansas City, I'm like you. I don't give a damn about you being a fourth-round pick. You need to go bye-bye. Because if I can't trust you to make field goals now when the weather is not in um, and you want me to trust you at Cleveland Brown Stadium in November when the wind is just swirling. Can't but do before it. y'all put a ball on this, can't let do me it. just say this. Let this be a lesson in humility for a lot of people. You don't take victory laps mid-game when the game is still going on, and then you get put on the line in a pressure situation. Yes. You don't know remind you me of like a chair. We've probably all seen the video of the hundred meter dash where some dude gets out to a big lead and he actually looks over to lane two and he's like and waves bye to him. And 10 yards before the finish line, he trips <coughs> and falls and finishes last. That's Mr. Yeah. Freeze, right? It's Mr. Freeze in Atlanta. Yeah. yeah is like, that who that is? No, yeah, it's, well, it's, 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 not, a, it's the same premise. It's the premise. The warning track guy, right? He's yeah, Mr. Freeze yeah, in yeah. the suit. Yeah. The guy's like doing victory laps. He's like, he's like, they give him his little lead. He's about to go across the finish line. He trips and falls. And, and Mr. Mr. Freeze, Freeze like, just goes by right by him for, for the dub. You can, the victory lap thing, first of all, I'm a fan of not taking a victory lap. I'm not, I am. If you win, we all know what the score is. We don't need you to remind us. We don't. We don't need you to take a victory lap. I, one of the reasons I so loved Barry Sanders was when he scored a touchdown, what did he do? Just hand the ball to the ref. Here you go. I've been here many times. It's no big deal for me. Yeah. You don't need to have a dance. You don't need – now, I get that that's big and a lot of fans do like that. But win with class and, and subtlety – and nobody's ever going to want to rub your face in it when you fall. Yeah. And that's why it made it so much worse for Cade York. The missed kicks were awful. When I saw the Instagram post, and I had a couple people text it to me, I was just like, this is fake. There's no way that this is fake. It, it, yeah, it just was the timing, the situation, the scenario, the ending. It could not have gone worse than yeah, Did he have to tell everybody? Or I, did his social media person have to tell everybody it's been, de- it's been deleted by the way it, ha- it has been well, deleted. Well, yeah i would have th- i would have i mean too late but guess what hosted that's the whole no no thing. i'm, I'm some, just saying now some, in hindsight you can't put yeah. the toothpaste back in the tube yeah you know and i remember when i did my first show on ucss and everybody thought it was pretty well if i would have jumped off of here and jumped on twitter like i'm here now and then my first, second time out i totally bombed you know how bad that makes you me look? can't do yeah. it. Just take your doves in silence and keep it moving. Man. Especially thank when you're you shaky. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Act like winning is part of your routine. So, I don't have graphics for this. I did this on the fly. But before we move on. I can't wait to see this. I have a top five list of things I have more confidence in than Cade York kicking a game-winning field okay, right now. Okay, let's see them. Number one, <laughs> my ability to eat $20 worth of Taco Bell and not shit my brains out for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a Guinness record, isn't it? It would be. Yeah. And I'm more confident I could do that than I would be in KD York stepping up to 50 yards right, right That's now. That's disgustingly gross, but what's number four? Uh, number, two, I guess number four, Bull's ability to fast for 48 hours. <laughs> Just saying. More confidence in that. Oh, God. Number three. Yeah, that's hard. I have more confidence in Anthony's ability to spell conscious right on the first try than I do in KD York kicking a 50-yard game when he field goal right now. Poor KD. That's, that's tough. Number four. Well, McNuggets is kicking your ass. It's a wrap. <laughs> Number four. I, Earl said it on the show yesterday, but I have more confidence Earl could have a step-back three-point jumper over Evan Mobley right now than I do 
And Cade York kicking the and game. And before you goal. say, well, I, that's not surprising. Earl admittedly can't even cross over dribble. Hey, listen. Like, he'll tell you that. Earl, you can say I can't say it, but you can say it. Hey, listen, I'm the only black man in America that can't dribble between my legs. <laughs> hey, I got that clip on my social media, and everybody get a kick out of Jay saying, your black card is in danger, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Like, if, if I, let me find out you shoot with two hands. If you shoot. Your cart rate all day long. Oh, if God. You shoot, if you shoot with two oh, hands. God. Your push shot. Oh, my God. All right, what's number one? Well, this, this one was proven wrong already, but number one was I had more confidence in Jay letting me get in this whole segment off without interrupting than I did in Cade York <laughs> kicking a game. You know that isn't going to happen. And that didn't happen, so Cade, <laughs> it's on you, buddy. You're so much easier to interrupt than Bull. I got to take advantage yeah, of it. Yeah, it is what it is. Uh, yeah. bef- before we close this out, I do think it's important because we talked about solutions. Mm-hmm. Our, our, we're all in agreement that something has to happen. I totally, even, 100%. Even if that something is... Signing a kicker today to give him competition for the last week of you of, you, of you can't pre-season. go on status quo because whatever status quo is right now is not working. Okay, you can't. So my my, you have to look at the pool of available players. And like I said, there's 32 jobs. They're very tough. The people that aren't in those 32 jobs aren't in those for a reason. Whether it's age or declining performance or you've just never been very good, you can look at that pool. And there is a pretty good kicker in there in Robbie Gold, but he's a one-year bridge. And then yeah. you're right back to where you were last yeah. year. You need to my, – my solution is to get someone that's already in the top 32. Go target a really good kicker on a bad team. And again, I came up with Atlanta. There's probably others. But that's how I'm fixing this mess. Because th- the season could literally come down to a kick – and nobody is this. If it ends, if our season goes south because of a missed kick, and this is a problem that we knew we had in August, I would not want to be in the Browns front and, office. And, and, I, and I don't want to hear no stupid people. And I don't really call people dumb and stupid, but I don't want to hear people say, "Well, you know, the reason you know there were a lot of plays that we could have made. This play did not cost us the game." If you say that, you have not played competitive athletics in your life. You sit at home and you watch TV and you, that's fine. I don't really go this route. But do you know how painstaking it is to be on the sideline and to be running around trying to do everything you can to win a game? You're battered, you're bruised, your knees hurt, you, you fought for three hours against a 300-pound man, and then a kick happens and you lose. The name I'm watching, and this, this is, he's not officially cut yet, but the Patriots just drafted a kicker in the fourth round. Nick Folk went 32 or 36 last season. I'll take him. He's the guy I'm bringing. As soon as he hits the cut. Now, he's, he's up there in age, too. He's 37 compared to Gold at 30, uh, 41, I'm 40. Cool I got some stats. But that's old, 32 or 37, 86.5 percentage last year. He was good last uh, his year. His long was 54. He had no field goals blocked. In comparison, K. York was tied with the league, league in the NFL with three field goals blocked. At 75%. So yeah, 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 I'll take him. That, that's the guy I'm looking at. Yeah, okay, that's That a means one. you give Cade York two more weeks to show you that he's fixed it. I don't I, – I hope he does. I genuinely hope Cade York can figure it out. I don't have a ton of confidence that he will. Was that Folk gives a Buckeye? Nick Where did he Folk? Was he a Buckeye? Or he was right? in New England last year. Then No, I know, but was, did he go to Ohio State? Why do I, why do I, I don't think want he, to tie into Ohio State? I can tell you. Give me one sec. I don't think he is. Maybe not. Nick Folk went to uh, played in Dallas with the Jets. Where's he, where do you go to college? Yeah, so uh, now we can get to some people who actually play well, right? Here's Arizona. Arizona. But before we okay. do that, Jay G, we got breaking news. Uh, 
Steve, go ahead and take it for. We got a misspelled graphic that did not come from Anthony Antonelli. Breaking what? news. We have a misspelled Accur graphic. Oh, accurate. That is. Yep. <laughs> did not that's not that that's the word he Not very accurate. Hand up, my bad. That's a What's terrible the? job out of me. Accurary. What's yeah. funny is that's the word you misspelled. Yeah, the least accurate word on the graphic well, is Well, you know what, though? I, I, I will say this. And, and, uh, that's in, me. Hand in, up. In defense bad. of you guys, your we make fun of the Anthony Cantaspelli and the misspellings, but we don't have a graphics department. Our producers make our graphics. There's also no and spell check on Photoshop, which is that's, bullshit. That's, yeah, that's, no, that's the main be. reason. There absolutely yeah, should be. That. And the other thing is, how many graphics would you say you guys pump out in a day? During football season? I'm thinking like 40? Um, on Mondays during football 50? season, we do like 50 to 60. 50 to 60. I mean, yeah. slip-ups are going to happen. And, and, and real quick, before we get to the next topic, That's my bad, though. My bad. Glass real quick. My bad. So, I think it was uh, after the last Browns preseason game, Big Nuggets sent a rundown out, and I seen my to-do list, right? I was like, good God, let me get started right now. <laughs> so, for more we fun moments like that, make sure you subscribe to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. We have a lot of fun around, right, around here. Ring that bell, man, for all the latest updates and things like that. And with that, Jay, you're a big fan of this guy as well. Austin Watkins Jr., he continues to impress. I, I told Mikey this, and I want to know what you all think. Has he surpassed uh, Schwartz, probably so, David Bell, and even Cedric Tillman himself on the Cleveland Browns depth chart? For me, not Tillman. Yeah. But the others, Yes. I mean, he's the leading – it's the preseason, so again. No, it counts. He's the leading receiver in the NFL preseason right yeah. now. His, his background is interesting to me. He came from – he was at Birmingham, right, and won the championship in the USFL. I think he's spent time with – am I right on this? The Buccaneers? Went to UAB, right? And one other, one other team he spent very short – period of time with if I'm not mistaken I hope I'm, I'm thinking of the right guy because I, I read the bios of these guys and I don't study them and but it, I, I feel like he was the USFL guy he was on the uh, practice squad with San Francisco in 2021 yes uh, the same thing with Tampa Bay in 2022 yes then he was a part of the USFL championship team this okay. year in twenty. that's what I thought so the reason I bring that up is obviously McNuggets you know this as well as anyone and I do too because I was I was very undersized when I was 15, 16 years old. Everybody has their own maturation rate. Everybody comes into their own. Stars sometimes are born, and they're dominant at every level from the second they put their foot in that pool. Others, it just takes a little bit of time. And when I'm watching Austin Watkins, first of all, the one-handed catch. Yeah. Can't coach that, can't teach that. That comes with a lot of jugs machine work and, and a lot of ability. Big hands, strong hands. Um, sometimes guys slip through the cracks. And I always point to Kurt Warner when I talk about guys who slip through the cracks. Kurt Warner ends up being a Hall of Fame Super Bowl winning quarterback. Should have won multiple Super Bowls. When you look at his career stats, he's even better now than people remember him being. He's one of the guys that aged well, even despite Absolutely. the errors of football. But he, they found him with the Iowa Barnstormers in, in the Arena Football yeah. League. Talent comes from all corners. And guys... I don't think this is fool's gold. I think this is a guy that's going to move the Browns meter when it comes to wide receiver. 
Uh, he didn't took all that, man. Let's get right to it. Yeah, he didn't play better than them dudes. <laughs> Tillman, yeah, you're a rookie. I don't count on rookies, whatever the case may be. I like your upside. That's great. Uh, the other two is not even a question. Bell, Schwartz, if you, if you combine them, they wouldn't be better than him. If you just take the best traits that they have and put them in the together, they would not be better than him. First of all, he's sneaky, he's sneaky big. He's 6'3". He's the same size as Cedric Tillman. He's, 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 he's six, listed at 6'3", 210. Tillman's listed at 6'3", 215. We look at Tillman as a like, big body, like, possession receiver. I see Watkins as a big play guy man. in a big body. And, 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 they were saying it last night. He looks like, not just because of the number. He looks like Jarvis Landry. He looks yeah. like Jarvis Landry. And, but faster and Now, quicker. Jarvis wasn't that big. No. But his routes and his... Uh, his I like the, that he puts his hands up to catch the football very late. A lot of receivers will telegraph that the ball's coming their way by doing this when the ball's 10 yards away. The DB doesn't have to look back. He knows it's coming. It puts just, his hand up. And I talked to Boogie when we were talking to him. He said, well, I said, what is the, the advantage of you playing in the USFL and then get going to camp? I said, that's like two seasons in one. He said something, and I always, it always stuck with me, and I was going to watch it this year. He said, when you got those guys come from that USFL, they already ready to play. They already in game shape. They already in, in season play like he's played a whole he got his reps he he's in shape ready to go and when you watch him his routes look like it his 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 body placement looks like it he looks like he's he's playing in the regular season and everybody else is trying to get ramped up when you got that level of production 24 targets like like we acting like this is light work this ain't no. light work look he's, at his average his yards per reception it's 14.7 is incredible yeah they got them. Is, is it he's, fool's gold? You just made a great point I hadn't thought of. Yeah, he's coming in off a season. Yeah. We actually got to get, we gotta get Skip. game shape. We got to get Skip on the show next week to talk about it. He played for Skip Polk. He's yeah. our guy. I yeah. wonder if we should right? do that. I, Skip likes coming on the program. Skip and, loves coming on. And yeah. by the way, I'll 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 two-time champ Skip Holtz. Yeah. Back to back. Back to back. So they do, what, what are y'all doing down there to get guys ready to go? Yeah. And he says he was, when we had him last time. Do you have his he, digits now? Man, boy. I'll, I'll text him in a sec. Boy. Hey, check this out. I'd like to talk to him right now. But check this out. Because he's not even that small. According to his Wikipedia, he's 6'1", 209. He runs a 4'5'3". And to me, if you're a route runner, that four five three really don't bother me that much. No, you man, can it doesn't run a four four four. It doesn't bother me and either. not run routes at all. I got a look. I got ESPN had him bigger than that. Yeah, yeah I would go six, off Wikipedia. He was just at six three two ten on ESPN. So even bigger, even bigger than that. The one thing that's impressed me the most about him is he's now played with three different quarterbacks. Right. In the preseason for significant snaps. Yeah. Dobbs, Mon, and DPR. and they're all finding him. He's all of their number one options. The first guy their eyes are looking for, and this is a guy with DTR who played in high school with Cedric Tillman, and they clearly have their own rapport. But when DTR was scrambling yesterday, when the pocket broke down, where were his eyes going first? Yeah, he found Number 80. 80. Three different quarterbacks, one receiver, number one option with all three. To me, that tells me well, a I mean, lot we about. We really don't know. Was he the number one option for Watson? Because Watson no, 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 not passes. Mond. Oh, yeah, Dobbs. the backups. Okay, yeah, the backups. Of the three backups. I got it, the three yeah. backups who he's played with. It didn't matter who was under center. Their first read was always to him. And that means he's got connection with three guys already. And they're learning that in practice. And they're learning in the practice. That's open. And that's my point. So yeah. we, what we see in the games is obviously impressive. But now we've seen before, though, in the preseason where guys have been fool's gold. And then the season starts and you can't find them on a milk carton. Is, is, is this real? So I think there's two sides to this. A, he's the number one option. But Cooper, DPJ, Moore aren't playing. Haven't so, been on the field yet. So if he does make this 53-man roster and he does surpass Tillman, Bell, and whoever else, Grant, Godwin, they got a lot of pieces to figure out. 
He's still going to be the fourth receiver. How many snaps is he going to get? But, right. Earl, I made a graphic. Can you pull up the Victor Cruz, uh, Watkins Jr. comparison graphic? Do you remember Victor Cruz's oh, I remember him well. historic preseason? Well, yep. look at these numbers. Now, Victor Cruz obviously went on to be a very successful receiver for the New York Giants, and he blew up with that three-touchdown game against the Jets in week one of the preseason. But not all preseason stuff is fool's gold. You watch that game, and you saw Victor Cruz play, and despite the fact he was going against second- and third-teamers, you looked at him and go, he moves like a guy who could be playing in the pros, he catches the ball, he runs like a guy who could be playing on Sundays, and he turned out to be a very successful player. Watkins Jr., when I watch him, he moves, he cuts, he catches, he separates like a guy who could be playing I love his routes. on Sundays with a Deshaun Watson catch, at quarterback. The one-handed catch, when you see something like that, that's what tells me this isn't fool's gold. He did yeah. drop a couple balls, though. It he wasn't perfect. A couple drops, it wasn't perfect. There was, there was a couple, there's a couple that hit his hands, <clears throat> but a couple of those balls were thrown kind of wild, a little high, a little low. Here's the thing. I just want to see him. I want to see him against Kansas City. Once again, when we're talking about these things, it's everyone prefaces it with, oh, it's just a preseason. How do you know it's going to be? No, preseason is to give you the opportunity, right? The opportunity comes from you doing what you need to do against that competition and the coach is saying, you know, let me see you with, with, with the ones. Let me see how you work with the ones. And you know what? Put him in, in it's a slot on this play. Yeah. I want to see how he reacts to this. And so now you get an opportunity, maybe in Kansas City, four wide receiver sets. He's a guy that could be in as your fourth receiver. And then you get your look. You get your you, – you can tell whether or not you're going to be able to play yeah. with, with, a, with a receiver and guys like that. And, and to give him credit, I, the, the Browns have found multiple guys. I count not only him – Ronnie Hickman is is a guy that's a threat to make this roster. Three had interceptions. Another last night. Had another pick. Diabate, not diabetes. Yeah. We will be talking about yeah, that. Yeah. He is he that guy is is nice. And then you got Dewan Jones. So you got these guys. Whipler played a lot again. really well. So now you got a lot of guys that you may not be hitting on your some guys, but how you make up for it is oh, I didn't hit on Schwartz. But if you hit on Austin uh, uh, Watkins. That's a wash. Yeah, but I wish general managers looked at it that way. I, I, this will never happen, but what I, what I think should happen, if it was a true meritocracy, the coaching staff and the general managers in the front office would erase how these players were, were, Drafted, were, were, yeah. were acquired. Right. Because we've, we've kept Schwartz around for a very long time because of where he was drafted. I think Bell is getting a, a look because of where if Bell was an un, if Schwartz was an undrafted free agent gone. last year, gone. he's gone. Bye bye. Yeah. bye bye. You can book that. We talked he's about expectations gone. yesterday. That's what comes along the expectation of being. You a wear that label yeah. of how you were acquired and what round it was in. Hell, we're probably in truth holding Cade York because he wasn't an undrafted I, free agent I, that he's a fourth rounder. We talked about that before the show. Cade York is the expectations you got to make these because you were picked in the fourth round. If he's an undrafted rookie, you just go eh. DTR and Dobbs. Yeah. If you took Dobbs, the fact that he was already here before, right, and you and you had DTR now, they'd be in a whole competition. Listen, if DTR was wearing Dobbs jersey, and Dobbs was wearing DTR's jersey, they keep DTR the backup quarterback. Yeah. They, 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 they would only DTR's keep the backup quarterback. Right now, only keep he's not going to be the backup quarterback because of pedigree and yes, how yes, these yes, players yes. were acquired. Yes, and sometimes I think those decisions cloud their judgment and. I mean, look, we've seen even here, we've seen this regime hold on to players longer than they should because they know releasing them admits that you're making a mistake. 
I would rather have a general manager that's willing to stand up and say, my bad, that one I missed. That one didn't work. I'm going to release him instead of compounding the bad original decision and holding on to a player longer than they should yeah. when the player doesn't have it. Yeah. And yeah. when you look at the Browns receiver room, there was a really interesting nugget I saw on Twitter last night that I wasn't aware of. If the Browns want to place Marquise uh, Godwin, Goodwin excuse me, on the PUP list, yes. he has to be on the 53-man roster first. That's not going to happen. Which means if they want to keep him around on the PUP list, someone's not making the 53-man roster because he needs a spot. Yeah, and I don't think that. I don't. I, think, that's I think he's going to be cut because of do, that. Do, gee, do you know? Do they have to come up with a disability compensation? Yeah, there has to be some <clears> sort <throat> of di- yeah. uh, disability. But Tyvis talked about that. But I, and I'm rooting for Marquis. We love him. I know him, him personally. Yeah. I think he's a great guy. And he's getting but up there in age. Right? Yeah, he's at the 32. peril of this team, you can't you can't hold a roster spot for a guy that yeah. I don't know what the condition is, but we haven't heard anything, just, and we know what what blood clots have done to other pro athletes. I mean, Chris, Chris Bosh don't tackle yeah. nobody. No, you, and he, no, was, he don't get hit. You're he not just, playing ever again. The reason I bring that up though is. Austin Watkins will be on an NFL team this year. He will oh, be on a 53-man roster. Hey, it's up to Cleveland to no, no, decide no, which team that. he'll be on. No, 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 no. Don't you say that like as if that, there's a chance that he's not making He's making roster. this team. I, I think that. so, too. But I'm just saying, if <laughs> there's no scenario which He doesn't make him. it back to the practice squad. No. Like he does, no. If, he does, if the Browns decide to go in a different route because they keep a Godwin to put him on the PUP or because cause there's – Can't do it. You got Cooper, Moore, DPJ, Tillman – Locks. 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 And I think the next spot that's a lock is his. Yep. Over Bell now? Yep. Oh! I'm not even thinking about it. Not even thinking about it. It ain't even close. Hold on. Wait, 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 Cut him? Wait, wait. Not not what's right. What do you think Andrew Barry, you think he's past Bell in Andrew Barry's eyes? No, Bell's likely the sixth. So Godwin, Grant, Schwartz, Schwartz obviously, but Godwin, Grant, bye-bye? They go keep Bell because he's a he's a he's a good he's, soldier. He's only had one year. Yeah, he's had so one year. I think you know in this organization and in many organizations, you've got to really stink it up and fumble yeah. to not yeah. get a second year when you're a third round pick. I didn't think Schwartz's play in year one warranted a year two. I think Bell, there's enough there that we got to at least look at him some more. Yeah. I guys, if I, I don't know, I hope I'm not buying this. And turning fool's gold into real gold. He looks good. But what, I, what good. I'm about to say might be a surprise to some, but I think that Watkins has the ability to crack the starting three. To crack I the told, top three. I said the, look, I said, I, I have the tweet. The Duke of Knee Jerk put the tweet out yesterday. You can <laughs> find it on Tagboard. I said, listen, Diabate will be a starter week one. Oh, Phillips wow, a no. starter. Oh, oh, he's starting. Say that, say that juice though, G. When we get to the defense, I don't want you to. No, I want to get. Yeah, but my other. He but, flashed for me last but night. But I yeah. put, I put two knee jerks together. It was double both knee knees, jerk. double. I fell down. I was like a deer that was born. <laughs> ah, my knees was going down. I can't move. And guess what? I said, at wide receiver number three. Watkins got two. He got 300 yards. So who's most likely to come out of the starting three? It's DPJ. DPJ. No, it's DPJ. Really? Yeah. yeah. Moore ain't going nowhere. Moore, well, according to Tyvis, Moore is that guy. He's yeah. him. <laughs> He's, well, he, more, he, Moore's he, higher he, than him. About, hey, that's a pretty damn good. If it ends up being Moore, Watkins, and, and Cooper, I, and, and this isn't fool's gold, 4,800 yeah. might be in reach. Oh, 4,800. I'm, I'm, I'm texting Skip right now. 
couple things while, while Mike is texting. I agree with you. I don't think it's far-fetched to say that he can, you know, by mid-season or season Get ends, in the, be in the top three yeah. because I think Mike using the Victor Cruz comparison was perfect. You can just look at some guys and see they can play. But, Jay, what you think about this? I think he's wide receiver five. I think David Bell is making this team for one reason. Michael Woods is on IR. It's something about Michael Woods being oh. with Deshaun Watson from, what, February to the time he got hurt Yeah, that says something. This was a guy that, you know, it was a lot of potential there. Deshaun Watson seemed to have that chemistry with him I towards agree. the end last year. So just think, you know, if he didn't tear his ACL – David Bell might be on that cut list too, which shorts and, and I think Grant you're right. I, th- I think it'd be a, it'd be a much more nervous final week of the preseason for David Bell if if Woods was still on and, the active roster. And you, I said it like you know you talk to people, and I was kind of surprised. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. When we were talking about DeAndre Hopkins, I talked to some people that's close to Sean Watson, and he said, look, he says this is the most talented core he's played with. And I said, I'll jump back a little bit. I'm like, okay, well, you like DPJ? Like, that's, is that moving it or Elijah Moore? He's like, no, they got guys that, that you don't even really, ain't really seeing like that, that, that can really play. Who said that? This, this is somebody close to Deshaun Washington. Okay. And I'm like, this, is I said, I'm like, I had to go, I typed again. I said, when he you, showed me the text. He's not kidding. I said, when you, like, what you mean? Like best ever. I mean, you had DeAndre Hopkins. You had. Guys, what's the guy that went for? Brandon Cooks, Will Brandon Fuller, Cooks, uh, Will Fuller. Will F- he didn't have Will Fuller. Well, these dudes, steals. these dudes move. Guys. They get it busy, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna see it. Damn you, G, you're getting me pumped. <laughs> you're getting me pumped. Can I do my best bowl impression? <laughs> this shit don't matter. <laughs> Why y'all getting excited about preseason football? You, you, you guys are sit up here. Pants uh, up out of you. Uh, Push uh, the slap dicks up here. Talk about preseason football. Receiver. I mean, come on now. Come on now. Jay, you're out of your mind. I needed to hear that. I needed to hear that because my pendulum my pendulum swings easily to the we're going to be great. Like, look, I want him to be great. I want him to be. I do too. That's I want the problem. And, and it's, you, easy, it's easy to be talked into this. Like, now here. Now, here's one thing. Look at it. Bull up with it. Talked him up. He done pulled up. Now, now, here's, <laughs> That's it. He's, like, he's like, I'm doing my best impression. You know what I'm doing? I'm sleeping on the entire preseason. <laughs> I care less about him. He goes into hibernation July 31st, and he doesn't come out until September no. 10th. No. I don't even watch the Bengals. I don't know why I hate their preseason game. <laughs> I hate the Cubs. I hate the Cubs spring training. I hate them all. Ah. We're talking about practice. <laughs> practice. I mean, come on. You guys are sitting up here going crazy about a wide receiver who's in the USFL. Are you kidding me right now? That's this what shit he would don't say. matter. That's Bucky, what he would say. Bucky, yeah. Bucky, he's hanging out with Bookie right now. Well, I do wish Bo was here for this next segment, Earl, but I know we got a fast read first. Yeah, we got we got a couple <laughs> things we got to take care of on this fast read. Uh, give me one second here. Layups. Take care of our PCC, Reed. So we asked the poll, we asked the chat about the uh, Austin Watkins conversation. And as always, 
when you're looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits, PCC Airfoils is your lead manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. And all locations of PCC Airfoil in East Lake, Minor, Whitcliffe, and Minerva are hiring right now for all positions starting at $18 an hour and up. So you get full benefit packages, paid time off, and signing bonuses. Apply online at precast.com slash careers to learn more. So we asked the poll, do you think Austin Watkins Jr. has passed Schwartz, Bell, and Tillman on the Browns yep. depth chart? 772 votes, 62% say yes. While we're talking about that, uh, shout out to, give me one second here. In Earl's defense, it's very hard to hit all 17 buttons back there at yeah, once. Yeah, Graham Dog. Shout out yet. to Graham Dog, man. Graham Dog gifted five memberships, so always show up up there. Salute. And then we have a, a super chat here. Uh, says, Schwartz had, this is from K Fresh Harris, Schwartz had a good game last night. Do you believe he'll have a good game next week? Give me, it was another one. Give me one second to find that one. But you can answer that question real quick. I did think Schwartz in the first quarter of yesterday's game, I think it was the second drive, he made a jumping catch with his hands. And I, I say that it wasn't a body catch. It was an extended hand catch getting hit. That's the best catch I could ever remember Schwartz making in his tenure here. And one last super shot before we transition yeah. out no, no, no. to the next topic. Yeah. Yeah. He caught, he caught uh, another little ball, too. Go ahead. Bro, Brody's bottom line, he said, good one is not playing this year at all. I kind of tend to agree with that. I, I think I when the too. Browns, you know, did their press release on the entire thing, it just seemed kind of odd that they went that far, yeah. you know, with the whole, you know, just just press release, and we've never seen nothing like that. We know blood, blood clots is a serious thing, and uh, Marquise Goodwin is a fan of the show, so we're definitely praying for him. 100%. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.